Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, mindset coach and travel junkie, Samantha Roberto, and I want to welcome you to this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an inspirational episode so that we can all learn and grow from one another. So don't forget to subscribe right now to get your weekly dose of inspiration. So you guys, just right off the cuff, this is part two of a really, really fun episode, one of my favorite episodes to date. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, I'm going to ask you right now to pause this, go back to last week's episode, go tune into part one because it's really going to help lay the lands and get the story for what's happening here. And essentially this week I have brought on, well, last week I brought on my first male guest, my partner, Simon Binsady, who I have been dating for the past two years. And in the first episode, so many of you have reached out to me and just told me how much you've loved that episode and how you couldn't wait to hear what happened because we sort of left you on a suspenseful note. Isn't it funny? Like, honestly, that suspense is how I felt when I came out of the Vipassana when I was like, nothing. He did not even text me back. So you get a little taste and like get to sort of experience what I felt when I had gone through that moment two years ago. We are going to continue the story. You're going to get to hear the next pieces, the worldwide love affair (laughs) that sort of led us to being together. It's a really, really amazing story. Like looking back, it almost doesn't even feel like it's real life. You know, you know when stuff happens in your life and you're like, you look back, oh my God, that happened to me. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And when I look back and connect the dots of our story, it just, even I'm sort of blown away by it. And I'm so excited that we could share it with you. I'm excited to have brought you into our dynamic as a couple. For me, my relationship with Simon is such a growth relationship. For any of you guys who know what a twin flame is. We are twin flames through and through. If you don't know what a twin flame is, essentially it is a soul connection. When you meet somebody, a part of your soul sees the other person and you just feel this deep, deep, deep connection within them. And your bond is so tight that no matter what happens on the exterior or no matter what circumstances arise, you constantly feel pulled back to that person. And the twin flame relationship can sometimes be a bit of a volatile one because through that person and through the reflection of your twin flame, you can see a lot of your shadow sides and a lot of the parts of you that need to be brought to the surface that are looking to be healed. So essentially, they cause radical personal awakenings for one another because each of you can see through the other person and sort of call each other on your BS. It can be a bit of a triggering relationship or dynamic to be in because we all have our own stuff that we're dealing with. And when there's somebody who can see through it and kind of call you out on it, and you know that's truth, it can trigger you and can be like, you know, you can get upset, you can get mad, you can get like frustrated, you can react, you can get triggered by that. But at the same time, if you can get over the ego and if you can see that this person and this relationship and this dynamic is actually coming into your life for growth and you get over the ego, that's when it becomes a beautiful thing. Because like I said, you grow leaps and bounds. And personally, I am in this game for growth. I am in this life and this lifetime to learn, to grow, to experience to just create a beautiful life. And the only way that you're going to do that is when you take full personal responsibility over your life and decide, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to create. This is what I want to go after. And that's really when you jump into the ring of things. So this part two, we share the rest of our story. And then we go into the challenging times. We talk about the ego. We share how we get over our arguments and how we fight. We share what to do if you're doing personal work yourself and you feel like your partner isn't. Thank you so much for those of you guys on Instagram. I popped on there and asked what you guys wanted to know from us and we brought all of your questions to our episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you guys who jumped on and gave us your feedback, asked us your questions. 
I'm really excited to bring you guys this conversation, this part two of the episode today. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope if you are single that this inspires you to give you some ideas as to how to manifest the partner that you are really, really wanting. If you're in a relationship, I hope it inspires you to bring more conscious moments to your relationship and to everything that you have. And one thing I want to share is that I was actually talking to a girlfriend, a voice note last week. You know who you are if you're tuning in. And one thing I said to her and she highlighted it back to me was that when I had re-listened to this episode, because you know you don't ever really get to replay the conversations you have because you're just in the moment. But I found that when I was listening to the edits of this and listening to our episode again, and just hearing the dynamic of our relationship, it just made me fall even more in love with him and made me appreciate him so much more than I regularly do. And I realized like how much I can actually take for granted just being in the moment and being busy in life and being, you know, just having a relationship there. But when I when I had the opportunity to re-listen to this and to hear the nuggets of wisdom and to hear the appreciation in his voice and to actually hear it because he says these beautiful things to me all of the time. But so often I'm like, you know, you take things for granted. So if you are in a relationship, I really do hope that this episode just inspires you to take a moment to appreciate your partner for whatever good you can see in them. And I was in a Tony Robbins conference this weekend. It was an amazing four-day, 14-hour experience. It was actually pretty insane. Thank you, Glow, for the ticket. But one thing that Tony said, and I've heard him say it before, and it resonated again, so often in relationships, the reason why relationships change is because as we get comfortable, as we get six months, a year, two years, five years into it, we take the person for granted and we stop treating them the way that we treated them in the beginning. And so if you want to keep the spark alive, take a moment, maybe even today, just to do nice things for your partner. Like in the beginning of a relationship, the example he gave, he's like, if your partner asks you to take out the garbage, you're like, yes, honey, no problem. Sure, I'll take it out gladly. But then six months in, it's like the partner says, hey, do you mind taking out the garbage? It's like, ah, oh, why don't you take it? We let these things get under our skin. But I wonder how things would go if you just kept the romance alive, if you kept that honeymoon, not the honeymoon period, but just the things that you do for your partner, the appreciation you have for your partner alive through the relationship. I bet it would make a huge difference. And that is my big takeaway from listening to this episode. So on that note, let's jump into the episode because I know you guys are just waiting to hear how the rest of this story unfolds. I think you went to Vipassana after that for your first time. The next day, I went for my first Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation. So there I was. I just met this boy. He sent me a really cute yeah. text, and I went to silence for 10 days. <laughs> and so, like, imagine you meet someone, you know, and you just kind of have this moment. There's sort of something there, and then you go into 10 days of just, like, nothingness. <laughs> so, Well, I bet I was in your mind for all those 10 days, like nothing else was there. <laughs> you just like <laughs> Totally. I know. I thought I did think about you, but there was just, uh -oh. I mean, it was such a crazy experience, especially your first meditation like that. It was pretty wild, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll never forget like getting through. I mean, and that's a whole other episode. I actually did an episode on Vipassana yeah. for anybody who's curious. And you wrote me something very poetic. Before we went in, you wrote me something super poetic. I don't know if you remember what it was. It was the last text I got before going into silence. And it was like so cryptic and beautiful. <laughs> it was talking about sunrises or sunsets. It was more about, because you had the intention of being, you know, having some sort of uh, transformation coming out of Vipassana. Just kind of like a reminder of it is possible. I don't remember exactly what I said. But it was like I the most beautiful sunrise or something. But anyways, coming yeah, out yeah, of yeah. it. I remember I came out, I turned on my phone and I was just wondering like, okay, I wonder if this guy's text me and what's happening. <laughs> I finally got on Wi-Fi. I turned on my phone and guess what, people? Nothing. Mm. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> 10 days. And I didn't have my phone the entire time. And I finally got it back. There was nothing. And I was oh. like, ah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, you didn't know that. I never told you because it was weird, but now I can tell you. But then I was like, huh. And I actually think it was sort of a move on your part that worked because it made me kind of like like you a little bit more. I was just kind of, you know, get curious. So then I ended up telling you, hey, I'm out. And then you messaged me back and you said, get on a plane to California. We have a date. We've got a date we've got to have. So long story short, the story does get better. I really have an approach that with life, you got to just take the leap. You got to go for it. Just trust your gut, follow your heart, book the ticket yeah. and go is really like one of my mantras. So I did. I booked mm-hmm. the ticket, came to California. We had an amazing two weeks together, but like, I still wasn't sure, you know, like, okay, this makes sense. I really like you, but logistically you're in LA. I'm in Thunder Bay. How is this going to work? So to me, what really interesting, this is what people don't know, but you were here. So we just know each other you know just getting to know each other i picked you up at the airport and you had no make up at all <laughs> i was like okay this is because usually girls you know like try to you know impress and like you, you try to be like in your best you know kind of like look when you you go see someone but when that happened you know i was like okay this is an interesting fact i like that because it's just like okay she's, she's herself okay i was just gonna be myself too and uh, those two weeks were really amazing. We did a lot together, but also we spent the first six days without a kiss. We were just friends. True. If you remember. Yeah. And it's either, I don't know if the universe was playing with us or no, but by the time, you know, you got, you got here, it was, I had to make you like tea and stuff for your cramps. And I had to like take care of you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this thing sounds like a relationship already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the time of the month and my stomach hurt. Yeah, totally. Okay. So <laughs> this is really interesting. And I remember, you know, taking care of you. And then I was like, okay. Yeah. It was, it was like another sign. Okay. You need to learn and listen and just kind of like be at the moment. Right. And I think I told you about the levels of relationships. This is what a lot of people don't know. So I was doing some research about relationships uh, a couple of years ago. So the first level has to do with friendship and respect. And it, it usually lasts between three to six months. Your first three or six months in your relationship are supposed to be, uh, you know, friendship and you're supposed to have respect to each other, you see. And fortunately, in our generation now, there's this instant gratification and people just kind of like jump into a lot of contact, a lot of craziness, and you you exchange energies and you, you haven't even healed yourself from all the wounds that you had in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you if you allow your, your relationship to start with a friendship, you're going to gain respect of the other person. So that was something that was happening. Yeah, so after the six days, you know, you're all fine. And then we, you know, ended up uh, in... Disneyland. Disneyland. We went on it. We went on this amazing date in Disney. And then that's where you asked to kiss me. And I was so scared. <laughs> and then you did. Yeah, that, that was beautiful. So, and actually, once I can fact check, when we were at the Moroccan restaurant on our first, like, like, wasn't even a date. It was like, <laughs> you kissed me there. And I was so like, yeah, because it's the truth. I was trying to mark my territory, you know? Oh my Just God. Like- when you came here, so the second day in into my place, and then I started finding your your hair clips all over the place, you know, like <laughs> my toothbrush just there. I'm like, okay, she's just marking her territory, you know. It's but so it was funny. it was beautiful. Yeah. So just talking about the almonds, and I don't know, like, if we're gonna have time, but I'll I'd love to tell you and to your audience about the other four levels of relationships. Let's keep going, and then we'll go through that. Because I want to get through this story and share this. So to me, just by talking about the omens, so after those two weeks, so you went back and then I knew you were going to be a Burning Man in August. And when when you were here, I did not have a ticket for Burning Man yet. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have a ticket of Burning Man because you're going to be there. I'm like, okay, it's going to be fun. But then you didn't tell me your camp or anything because you were kind of like cold. I drove you to the airport. and. Right before you got off, you were like, well, Simon, 
whatever happens from here, I think this was fun. You know, I, I just want you to know that I, you know, this was great. I was like, okay. But to me, it was kind of like a cold sour kind of. Yeah. Actually, right before that, he's driving me to the airport and you're getting all the feels. Like you just spent two weeks together. It was really great. But like, you don't know what's going to happen because of these circumstances. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I start screaming, oh my God, oh my God, it's glow. <laughs> and it was out of nowhere. One of my best friends, right before LAX, had a billboard because she did a campaign with GoPro. I hadn't seen a billboard before and it was so out of the blue and expected. So Simon's driving me and there I start freaking out because I'm seeing my best friend on a billboard crying I'm so happy for her and whatnot and he's just like who is this girl like wh what is going on and and uh so we went then we were super super high and then we pulled up to LAX and then I look at him like so Simon <laughs> no expectations you know like I don't know this is so fun but you know you don't know what happens no attachment impermanence right like now that you know uh, me you understand uh, what I mean yeah things that I had to go through I mean it, it's all good <laughs> A long story short, we ended up meeting up at the playa again, reconnecting at Burning Man, really hit it off there, but we really approached Burning Man as friends. Like, let's yeah. just like maintain this friendship. So I don't know if I would take the next level of relationships that you were talking about. What happened there is one night, like I was, it was like a Thursday. Um, I was biking back to my RV and then that's where I met your mom on my way there. She's like, oh, oh my God, our camp yeah. is right here. And it was like two blocks away from where I parked. So this is another freaky thing, right? So he's on the playa and bumps into my mom. 70,000 people. And what are the chances that you're going to meet? I was there for three days. You were there too. like, But I didn't know where you were. Yeah. You see? When I was in California, oh, yeah. my mom was in California as well. So we all went for dinner. So you had met my mom, you know, a couple nights there. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting omen. So when, when that happened, I was like, okay something is happening here and then we had really really you know the best time partying together just as friends it was really cool let's get this you know going because there's a lot of little details but we started talking and then the next month we made uh where was it you invited me to phoenix to go to a brennan bouchard event and i was like you know what why not actually you booked my ticket for me i was like okay i guess i'm gonna go sure why not it was kind of you and then we went up yeah. to sedona and had a Really amazing time. Sedona, for anybody who has not been, it's like one of the most spiritual places yeah, in the United States. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the energy there is un-freaking yeah. believable. Sedona people, look it up. Yeah, I will never forget that time in Sedona because we had a little arguments going there, um, if you remember, on the way. So you were just kind of like sleeping in the car while I was driving. And once we got to Sedona, uh, we stopped at this crystal shop, remember? and. Um, yeah. And then we went to a healer. Yeah. And then we had a reading. There was this necklace that you fell in love with. It was really nice. You know, like we allowed that energy of love and exploration and fun and just kind of like being alive, you know, like no matter. There's no like expectation, but also it felt, it just felt so smooth. It's challenging sometimes, but it's just, it's like you're annoyed, but like in a good way. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Right. So. Totally. So after that healer, so we, we went to a full moon circle uh, at the cathedral and we had a lot of time, a lot of fun. And then three days, we spent three days there. And on the way back to the airport to Phoenix, you give me a hard time because you were afraid you're going to be late. And the Moroccan in me is calculating exactly the speed and I'm going to be there like by an hour and a half before the flight takes off. Like to the minute, yeah. Yeah, you, you wanted to be there like two hours and a half before. I was like, just relax. We'll get there, you know? And uh, yeah, so when I dropped you off, God, I have never received, you know, a cold hug like the one I got from you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it was nice seeing you. Bye. And well, no, I was in a rush. I don't like being late. I'm super punctual. And, you know, for me, punctuality is sort of important. It's we're still discovering each other because I didn't know True. at the time, you know? So we're, so we're still, we're still, okay, this is friends. So I gave him a hug, went on the airplane. I got home and what I really wanted, because at this point it was like, okay, we had met a couple months earlier. We've had these whirlwind experiences. We keep meeting up. Mm. They're very expansive, but also very triggering. So we do rub each yeah. other the wrong way. Like you said, like you annoy each other, but in good ways, because it's like you call each mm -hmm. other up. 
out of like past wounds and past hate and they're not hurt, not hate. So what I did, I landed at home that Tuesday night, Wednesday, I didn't call him Thursday. I didn't call him. And I just meditated the so Thursday night. Cause I needed Wednesday just to breathe. And then Thursday, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I sat in my home where I am right now. And I remember I meditated and I'm like, I'm just going to sit still and tune into my heart and see what felt right. So I meditated and in the silence, I got my answer. So Thursday night, <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night, my time, I call Simon and yeah. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, good. You know, just, it wasn't sure at the time because I was so cold before whether or not I was actually going to call him back. So, so that's good. So I was thinking, do you want to come to Thunder Bay? <laughs> and I had not once ever mentioned no. coming to Thunder Bay once. That door was completely locked. It didn't even exist, yeah. honestly, until this moment. Yeah. You know what he said? What'd I say? He said, would you like to come over this weekend? I was like, <laughs> you know, there's like two airplanes between us. There's like three airports, you know. Oh, like, yeah. What do you mean by this weekend? Yeah. So I was thinking, what are you yeah. doing this weekend? Do you want to come over? As if it's just like literally calling someone to do like a 20-minute drive. And he's just like, what? Yeah. So then... He ended up booking the ticket. You know what? He booked the ticket. Like I opened the door, I unlocked the door and he actually went and he opened and he walked through. And at that point for me, that showed me a lot because like with so many guys I had dated before, no offense to any of you guys, if you're listening, but like flaky or you're not sure, or there's games, you know, but you really like when I put that to you, you booked the ticket and you came. So that Saturday night, you caught the red eye over. You came to Thunder Bay on the Sunday. You stayed the Monday. And then you had to fly back on the Tuesday because on Wednesday, you had a flight that was going to Morocco. So we had a really great two days in Thunder Bay. He left. He went to Morocco. And then I get a call. Hey. Before we get to that, just so okay. that I would explain like my conscious, what was happening in my mind at the time. So when I dropped you off at Phoenix, I was like, okay, I'm done with this girl. You know, I don't know what's going on with her. I mean, she's mad at me because we're freaking 20 minutes late. Then, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, this is too much. So when you call like, hey, would you like to come over? Remember, I see you as somebody that really is different than anybody else I've met. I don't know why. There's just this feeling of like, just don't let go. Like there's something else out there. When you invited me, I was like, okay, she's inviting you to her place, to her town, to her environment. I would love, before I judge her, before I say no to anything, I would love to go see where she's growing up. Like, how is, how is her environment? And like, what is she up to? You know, I was blown away by, by what, what happened, what I saw, like the, the whole like small town lifestyle and the, the kindness of yours, you know, like having me over and, and your dog, Bailey. I don't think I've told you this, but I've been in relationships before, but I never, ever felt like, okay, I'm with somebody that really matters mm -hmm. to me. You know, like I had at that moment, like when I got there and I found myself at night, you were sage in your, your place and you were sage. <laughs> <laughs> I saved you before you came into my home. <laughs> yeah, you were saging me. I was like, why do I have this feeling of just like a feeling of ease? And it's just like, okay, this is something really like a feeling of family. You see what I mean? And it's like, I don't need to be cautious or play games with you. Like I, it's just, there's, there's something, okay, I'm in this. This is a serious thing. Okay. So there's something really important that I did before I met you. Okay. I have so many friends who are guys who are single and they've been single for years. You know, I've been single for four years or so before I met you. But, you know, I worked hard on my business at the time. I didn't really prioritize relationships. But when I did, it was six months before I met you. And it was right like when my mom came to visit me. I was like, okay, if I wanted to attract somebody in my life, okay, and I think this will answer the question that you asked for on uh, the beginning. I need to act as if I'm already in a relationship. You see what I mean? We made it in June 2nd, right? So since December 2017, that's when I took that decision. When I go out for networking, when I go to groceries or whatever, I see an attractive girl, I see whatever. I act as if I'm in a relationship. I have better at home. You see, 
usually my ego would be like, oh, damn, she's hot. You know, like, let's see what she's up to. And what happens when you do that is you don't allow your, your soul to speak. You don't, you don't allow that energy that you want in a relationship to come into fruition. You see what I mean? This is the whole love attraction is, is real when you act as F. So for about six months, wherever I go, I, I see somebody, I'm, I'm not interested. I said to myself, if I'm going to be with somebody, it's going to happen naturally. You're going to feel it. Like you don't need to look and be attracted to the physical side of the person, but your heart will tell you. Mm. That's that power that you spoke about. Like when we met at lunch, it's just like something was telling me, Hey, there's something about it. It's not like, Oh, she's hot. Look at her dress and you know, like boobs or whatever. Like, no, it was, it was something beyond that. It's, it's the divine energy in us. And, um, when I came to, to seeing you in your, in your house, like that was, I felt something different that I cannot name. Like I can't put my finger on it, but it was just like a feeling of ease. And yeah. And then, uh, something that you didn't know oh. when I flew back here. So I had my, my flight to Morocco the next day. I actually missed my flight. I knew that actually. I remember, I remember that. That was like that I, we haven't spoken about it since you got yeah. food poisoning or something. You were sick. Oh, uh, yeah. So I got a little bit sick and then I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, calculate time correctly. So I didn't you get to late. LAX on time. <laughs> so I got late. I was like, okay, maybe she's right. I should probably like adjust this. And that honestly, personally, that's something that you've, you know, reminded me of. Or, you know, like it's, it's one of the qualities that I've, I'm still working on. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that. You tell me, Hey, it's not good to be late. You know, otherwise, you know, I wouldn't really like take actions on fixing that mm -hmm. or, you know, being better. But yeah, so I missed my flight that day. So I went to Morocco. We started talking. Then you were like, Oh, I don't know where I'm going to go. I need to go somewhere. I'm like, Well, if you want, you can always you come over. You <laughs> invited me to Morocco. You yeah. called me and you're like, Hey, so I was thinking, how would you feel about coming to Morocco? And when you said that, I had been to Morocco a year prior on a, a trip with my cousin. And when mm -hmm. I went, you knew because I told you that I really had wanted to go to the Sahara Desert, but we didn't go. So you actually also oh, included yeah. that in your thing. You're like, and when you come, I would love to take you to the Sahara. Because he knew it was something that was like oh, literally yeah, like yeah. bucket list item for me <laughs> and high up. And I was just like... Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm. you know, so I thought about it. And again, same philosophy as everything else, as Robin Sharma, as California, as, you know, everything. It's like, I sat there and I said, you know what? Book the ticket and go. Like, make it easy. Just go. Mm. So we talked about it and we're like, and then you had mentioned Mind Valley, which was really interesting. At that point, actually, I was mm. contemplating doing my yoga teacher training. And I was saying, well, you know, I don't know. I might go mm -hmm. down and do it in Colombia or Puerto Rico. Um, I do yoga teacher training yeah. and take salsa lessons because I really want to do salsa as well. And then you actually brought in and said, well, listen, come to Morocco first. And then there's this event that I really want to go to called A-Fest. It's a Mind Valley event and, yeah. and it's supposed to be epic. And this is our whole, like, this is where the yeah. epic thing came yeah. in. And it's funny because a friend about a year prior had mentioned A-Fest to me and we we're like, yeah, we have to go to this. Like, it seems kind of cool, but it just never circled back around. So when it came back around in this yeah. way, this was an omen for me where it's like, wow. And then I looked and I saw I could do my yoga teacher training afterwards and everything lined up. So you know what? Love it lined it. up. The universe yeah. supported it. And so we went. So I, I flew to Morocco, yeah. met you there. And the funny thing is, so to me, my family, uh, like my mom is an awesome lady and, and my sisters are very kind of like open-minded, but they've never seen me with another girl. You know, like I've never kind of like introduced, you know, anybody that I'm dating. So that was an interesting fact. And the fact that we had to spend, you know, we spent good time with my family and then we went to the Sahara Desert. Remember what did we decide in the, in the Sahara Desert? It was so epic that we, you said, Hey, maybe we should bring people. Yeah in this yeah. remember yeah and then yeah and then when we were there that's when i got my acceptance to mind valley for for a fest because i just had an application and they allow you to add your significant other or so without having an application so we decided to go and then you're like oh well you know the ticket and, and all that i'm like listen let's just go and see what happens 
you know, like, like, let's just, you know, cause you were starting, you wanted to do your yoga, um, certification program first and, you know, the whole time. I'm like, listen, let's go to this thing first. We interact, we network, we see, you know, we see what happens. At this point, we're still friends, by the way. You see, if you remember, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then after that, I actually had the training in, uh, Phoenix, uh, to go to in November, if you remember. Yeah. So we went to Bali. So we flew to Morocco, met in Morocco, went to the Sahara Desert, had this amazing, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. week yeah. there, 10 days. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then we flew to, like, Oman and then to Bali, to Indonesia, and then went to this amazing event called AFAS. Like, Mind Valley, yeah. it is, like, yeah. the most epic event. And I'm so sad that it's not happening this year because we love our AFAS yeah. crew. But it was there. AFES yeah. really is like a combination of TEDx and Burning Man mixed into this one epic event. And it was there yeah. when we were, I don't know if we were dancing on the beach or there was just a moment that we had where we were like, all of this that has happened to support um, us being together, we have to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. What happened What happened is so we, we spent a really... Well, let me give your audience a little detail that you're actually like putting on the side. So we got there one week before A-Fest, okay? So we went to Yoga Barn and we did the whole juicing cleansing stuff. <laughs> and you signed me up to a colonoscopy or whatever it's called. A which colonic. I did not, know. <laughs> not a colonoscopy. You had a colonic. I did not know what it means. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, sign me up. So, <laughs> so I brought him to Bali because it's his first time there. Listen, it's your first time to Bali. You didn't know what to expect. So we yeah, went before and I'm like, don't worry, boo, time. I got you. So we went to Yoga Barn, which is this iconic yoga studio, did juice cleanses. And I booked Simon mm. and I for colonics, which is cleansing of the colon. Exactly. Which I didn't know what it was. And then, uh, you know, when we got there and I started seeing all this like charts and stuff, I was like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, what's about to happen here? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's fine. You'll be fine, babe. I was like, okay. I never had anybody do that to me ever. I thought that you were like taking revenge of me or something, you know, because as guys, it's very like you're, you're, you know, like you don't do that stuff, even if it's like for health and stuff. But um, anyways, that was an interesting fact. And then, no, we, we really enjoyed our time there and it allowed us to, you know, get to the next level in our relationship, if you remember. Which was just being a relationship. Think, like the, the, the next level was actually yeah. being like admitting that there's something between us and there's some yeah. sort of universal force yeah. bringing us together to actually yeah. surrender to that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was beautiful. And then uh, the whole story with you, Sam, it's like there are these synchronicities of, you know, that always happen that pushes us to grow, that pushes us to do things, that pushes us to have some sort of like adventures or experiences together that pushes us to like uh, learn something about each other and then uh, decide, you know, um, how to, better support each other and that was beautiful and then uh, you know what happened after that so you stayed for for your yoga teaching i went to my um training to my uh training in phoenix yeah before that we went to singapore you know it was beautiful and then um yeah and then the rest is history you know we ended up partnering with mind valley for uh, a oh, retreat yeah and- that's kind of cool we're dating we're dating everything's good and we did the back and forth thing for 2019 like I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in LA you came to Thunder Bay a few times you know we travel it was really really fun and then one time it yeah. was in May I remember I was back in Thunder Bay and you were in LA and during a meditation I saw the visualization of us hosting this retreat again mm-hmm. so I called them up and said hey babe we're going to be yeah. hosting this retreat and you're like yeah let's do it I'm down and then I said and it's going to be the either the end of October early November and you're like do you realize that that's only like a couple months away? Is it, do you understand how much work goes behind it? And I said, don't worry, don't worry, like leave it, don't worry. Then about 10 days later, Simon and I met up in Portugal because we were going to the next A-Fest event, which was happening there. Before one of the lunch breaks, Vision, who is the the founder and CEO of Mind Valley, he goes on stage and says, we really want to have events that we partner with you guys with, like do smaller community events with you guys if anybody has any ideas Um, and Simon's hand went up right away and he said we're actually going Sam and I are going to Morocco right after this to put our retreat on it would be really cool to partner with you um, and long story short our first retreat we ended up partnering with Mind Valley who was like the company that was sort of a part of our story of being together you know a year later there we were yeah and it, it was like a full circle 
kind of like from that first date when we went to the Sahara Desert and we kind of like, you know, enjoyed ourselves together. And then we're like, we're going to bring in people. We went in October and we took the retreat on November next year. And we had an amazing group of people. And that was last year, you know, November. And uh, it's beautiful what happens when you get out of your way, you know, in terms of relationship. Because I do understand that a lot of people can't really see the fact that the ego stops you from enjoying what you have. See what I mean? If I can just like bring it back to those levels of uh, relationships that I was talking about, the second level has to do with love and trust. And that happens between, you know, like four or five months up to like uh, 12 months, 12, like a year. And that you start developing trust for the other person and then it develops to love. And, and that's where you also kind of like bump heads because, you know, you compromise and you adjust to, to each other's personality. And then I think that's what happened to us in Bali. And then after that, there's the other level of adventure and commitment. That's it. When you know you're in a relationship, you know, you commit to it. And then it's just, you know, becomes an, you know, an adventure trip that you're in that usually like it's a level that lasts between a year to two years before you get to the fourth level which is uh, about fate on your destiny and surrendering to, to the flow. And that's, that, that's usually where most people get to like live because that's where marriage happens. That's where like, okay, settle down, you have kids and all that. And, and usually it happens between the second year or, you know, up to like five years. But in our relationship, I love how we are conscious about our growth, mm-hmm. you know, like having a conscious relationship is really key to understand that the other person in front of you is actually an extension of who you are as a spiritual being and you are an extension of them. And, and the fact that we are here as two people in two physical, you know, uh, bodies, it doesn't mean that, that you're a stranger. Like it's literally the universe looking at itself through our eyes, if you see what I mean. And that's, that's what gets you to the fifth level of divine love or the divinity inside of each one of us. So when you reach that high level of like the fifth level, this is, for example, when you hear some old couples that have been married, like if one of them dies first, after like few days or few months, the other person leaves too, because they're so united, you know, sometimes without even knowing, like the two souls are so united into the experience of life that when, when one is gone, like the other person has to, go and, and reincarnate somewhere else. That's my personal view of like how I uh, kind of like approached, you know, everything that we've gone through. Cause whatever, like we face something, I'm like, okay, what level is this at? And how, how can we like serve ourselves to like grow from there, yeah. you know, to something bigger. That's beautiful. Such a great uh, journey uh, that we're in that I'm so, so proud of you for um, everything that you stood for because uh we learned a lot from each other and we're still learning i still learn a lot from you sam but i also know that there's more to come i always give this analogy because i'm in like space kind of like industry kind of like my background but i always give this analogy of a rocket when a rocket takes off it uses more than 80 or 90 percent of its fuel like within the first 30 or 40 seconds because it has to push really hard against the gravity of the planet so that it can break off the gravity. And then after a minute, there's this thing called the maximum uh, pressure, the max Q that the rocket, you know, faces with the, the more dense area of of the atmosphere. And that's where most rockets explode. If you see a rocket that explodes in the sky, because it just cannot handle the pressure. Mm-hmm. And then once you get out of that pressure then that's it. You broke away from the gravity of the planet and you're flowing in space. And then that's when you reach the velocity of, or the speed of 27,000 kilometers an hour. And same thing applies for everything in our lives. When you start a business, when you start a relationship, it's always the beginning, you know, that matters. It's always those first steps, those first few months, you know, that first year, that first couple of years, you know, that's where you build. And that's really, if you're facing something, you have to be conscious on how you look at it from like a spiritual side because life happens for you. We all know this. It doesn't happen to mm-hmm. you. And that's, that's an analogy that I'd like to like give to your audience about. 
I love it. It's such yeah. a good foundation. And that's the thing that I think is really important is having that solid foundation. And I think something too, like with you and yeah. I, is that we came in with the foundation of having done so much work on ourselves and having that yeah. solid foundation for me. Yeah. Like when I would look in the mirror, I see myself. I love myself. I've worked on a lot of myself. And yeah. for anybody listening who, yeah. you know, maybe wanting their partner or looking for their partner, I say always look in the mirror, like look in the mirror, do your work, get your foundation yeah. solid. Because then when you do meet the right person, you're only going to, you know, yeah. grow and up level and support each other moving forward from there. Yeah. I love that. What would you say for, you know, cause I asked some questions on my Instagram before we jumped on this call and I was like, what do you guys want to know? And it's so funny because oh, they were yeah. all even like people want to hear the stories. They want to hear how we met. We want to hear one thing that people were curious about is how we resolve our mm -hmm. conflicts. Like, what do we do? How do we get over our challenges? Yeah, <laughs> I'm oh like, ah. <laughs> barely alive. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I just feel like the whole episode is just getting oh, started. Oh, I know. This is <laughs> a totally different episode. We're both at, like, first off the get-go, he is Moroccan. Yeah. And I am Southern Italian, not even just Italian, but I'm like the toe of the boot. I'm Calabrese. That's like, you know, a lot of hot blood mixed in together. So when we get passionate, we get passionate in all avenues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I have to say, um, we grow a lot from, from those moments. And if you remember what, what I always say is like, whenever we have a breakdown, we always have a breakthrough. And, and that's, that's what happens. And to me at the beginning, like as much as I was trying to be like all conscious about, you know, the differences sometimes that we have, I didn't see the kid inside me that had a lot of trauma, you know, growing up. And, uh, sometimes my ego, you know, takes over, you know, tries to protect that kid. And I'm grateful to your coaching work and like all the techniques that you actually like teach people. You applied them on me first <laughs> and I'm so grateful to you because yeah, like the limiting beliefs, like the, the, the kid inside you and like all the other exercises that you have taught me. And, um, that really like was a healing process. And, uh, yeah, sometimes differences happen and they do break relationships because people see themselves from the ego side. I think. Because we, we are in a conscious relationship, we see ourselves as that soul, that spirit, and uh, also the kid inside of us that has some, some wounds growing up. And, and they, they show up in our adult life, you know, from both sides. So you see it in me, you know what it is, and you know it's not really me. And I see it in you, and, and I know what it is, and it's not really you, you know. It's just something that needs to be processed. And uh, it takes time because it doesn't just like... You know, you can't heal wounds like easily like that. But we literally have a mirror. If you want to know how we how we resolve our differences, we have a mirror right next to the kitchen to which we talk. Mm. You're, you're going to add into that, you know, like you, you bring them in front of the mirror and you look, look, look how you're showing up. And then, you know, it instantly, like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're angry and you ask yourself, how am I showing up to this relationship? You know, how am I showing up to this person? Like, does she, does she really deserves, you know, like all that? And then take ownership, you know, of something that was wrong and, and, and you, you apologize and, and you work on it. One other thing I think is important that we do. One other thing I want to highlight is also giving space. So I feel like in our relationship, yes, we're very passionate. We want to like, ah, like there's this energy that literally oh, yeah. when it's there, it's, we want to kill each other. Full disclosure. Love you, but I hate yeah. you in that moment. Yeah. But we give each other space. Like we, we get to the point and then we just like, yeah. it's so mad. And then we just leave. And one thing I will say, and one thing that I really do love and admire about you is like, I can like, and it's not the best but I will say what I say I'll get mad I'll like you know like the anger will come out of me yeah. sometimes but no matter what anytime that I come back around and usually it is me coming back around we give each other space we cool down and then I usually come back around mm -hmm. and it's always to open arms so it's really that you know we both kind of connect and then we just like yeah. and then it goes back to just like I love you I love you like it's okay like we're you know we're good and again you're just it's 
being anchored in that love, I guess, in a way that's bigger than us, that really pulls yeah. through. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's important to do the work before, because if you're trying to solve your differences in relationship with your significant other from a space of like me versus her or me versus him, you're done. Mm -hmm. Like it's always us against that problem. It's always okay. We have this challenge. We have this situation. How are we going to fix it? And also I think you and I understand that the, the like who we are in terms of like conscious beings, the problems happen from a level of the personality, the ego, the envelope. Like you can't be mad at somebody when you come from heart, when you like see them as like an extension of yourself. So yeah, when things happen, you know, we, we give each other space and uh, we, you know, we'll let things cool down. And then if there's anything that needs to be talked about to fix it, then we do. And then we hug each other and uh, we we move on to the next thing. And uh, it's it's a process of healing. We, we both heal each other from, from those stuff. And I can tell you um, a lot has changed in the past year, year and a half that I've known you in both sides. For me, like the whole Moroccan side, okay, I'm going to let you on a little secret. So the relationship I've been before, kind of like boring. I used to actually, you know, just like fake arguments just so I can have some sort of adrenaline happening. Like, and then because also, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's fun. I'm an area, so I like challenges, I like debates, you know, I like kind of like talk about certain ideas, but in our relationship, I just think uh, there's a lot of action happening. <laughs> so it keeps things, we keep each other on our toes. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. So yeah, before we wrap it up, it's been such a good conversation, but I just had one other Instagram question that I want to address. Mm. Moira is asking, what do you think or feel about partners who are working on self-care and personal development, but growing independently at different speeds? Oh, that's a good question. Or what do you do if you're the partner who's working on yourself and then the other partner isn't necessarily in the same game? What would your yeah, advice? That's a good question. Um, I know, well, they, they're not together anymore, but I, I know a couple that, that was in a situation like that. And, um, you know, it all comes down to maturity levels. For example, in our story, there were some areas that you were much advanced than me, you know, when I met you. And I had to like level up. Yeah, there were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I admit, I had to like, okay, I, I need to. What were they? Just like quickly, what were they? I'm curious. Well, you know, well, let's keep that like in okay. private. But I think, you know, it's mostly, it's mostly about self responsibility. It's mostly about the whole softness, you know. And, and like how I need to control like my conditioning of, you know, where I grew up from. And, um, nobody has told me stuff like that before. I didn't even see them. Mm -hmm. You saw that in mm -hmm. me and vice versa. You know, I was a little bit advanced on other things that you needed to level up in. Like mostly like, I don't want to call it like business, but it's mostly like in terms of how you see yourself, like your self esteem and like other, you know, confidence work in terms of like ideas and, and all that type of things. But for that question, I would say uh, it's important to have an honest conversation that there, there must be uh, a maturity level that's kind of like even so that because if somebody doesn't meet you at the same level that you are in intellectually and in, in terms of maturity, then either going to pass them and then you're going to lose attraction to that person or you're going to find them that they're thinking too small or they're not they're not really like, they're not going in the same direction as you. And same thing will happen to you if you're the, the other side that's not doing the work and, and you're not really like leveling up to your partner to the same level. Some couples work on one side together, kind of like to grow one side, one person, like in, like in terms of like individual work and then, you know, work on the other side and some other people try to work together. But the best way is when you are in the same maturity level and, and growing from there. Something I think too, like just to add my two cents to that is I think like with it, and not even just with a couple, but even with friendships, even with like other people around you, 
So oftentimes people can get uncomfortable when people change. So if one person, whether someone in a friend group or this is like doing personal work and they're changing, it's like you can kind of give them the jabs or you can kind of, you know, give them like the harmless like thoughts or like, oh, what do you need to do that for? Or like, you know, what do you think you're doing like with this for? And I just think it's so important to stay in your lane. And as long as you know, and you know, we all know what's good for us. Like we know deep down. And as long as you stay in your lane and you continue to do the things that are good for you, you kind of have to, and especially depending on the environment you're from, you break through the threshold of like love doing and then being. And when you become and you be, the people around you can feel that energy and it's up to them, you know, and oftentimes you can help them up because then they can see it and they they can see the experience and you can actually help people but by walking your talk, by just living that way, you can actually mm-hmm. inspire the people around you. And it takes a level of personal responsibility. Like you said, like you've got to be the one to look in the mirror by yourself and say, I know this is good for me. I know this is going to be good for me. So no matter what, no matter what my partner, no mm-hmm. matter what my friends, no matter what my parents, no matter what blah, blah, blah says, I'm going to stay in this lane because I know what's good. And a lot of times, yeah. And it's worth it because then eventually a lot of times you lift people up or, you know, you grow separately and you go apart, but that's okay because at the end of the day, it's all for a higher good. You're coming from a place of love and self-love, that positive energy. Yeah, that's 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 really an interesting point because that brings me to a lot of successful relationships. You know why they are successful? There's this conversation that happens between at, at a certain level of, of maturity in your relationship. And that has to do with the impermanence. It's like you are connected to everything, but not attached, you know. Connected to everything, attached to nothing. That's like the saying. Attached to nothing, exactly. That's the thing. So when you are at that framework, when you know, okay, I'm in a relationship, we're growing together, maybe a different, you know, speed, but, you know, one will catch up, the other one will catch up, you know, and you're both, you know, pushing each other through like, you know, your work or whatever you're doing, there must be a level of acceptance that things change all the time. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because what happens with people, there's this obsession of control. You know, it's like, oh, we're in a relationship, you're not allowed to do this, or you're not allowed to think like this, or you see what I mean? So there's this obsessive level of control that and that's the ego like i said earlier and that's the wrong way i I believe to approach something uh, in relationship because it's just going to destroy it over time pressure builds but it has to be a constant work of progress and enlightenment i think and then see yourself as an extension of the other person and you're both growing and uh yeah here's a question what's the alternative like if you're in something great that you know it's great, it's not good, it's great. And all you need to do is do your work, mm-hmm. you know, even level up to a higher level. What's the alternative? Okay, so the alternative is like, okay, the other person might outgrow you or you might outgrow the other person. So the person who needs to do the work, what's the alternative? The alternative is, okay, you stay where you are or you're going to go try to build something somewhere else with different or same kind of like energy so you get a chance sometimes in life and like you say you say this to me sam it, you know we, we're both came to life to teach each other things mm-hmm. you know as souls mm-hmm. and and that's the right window to look at it and and i think once you see your situation your challenges from that lens you know nothing will scare you anymore so on this note my dear what is something that you are looking forward to what are you excited about with our relationship well, what I'm excited about is uh, everything that we are working on uh, together to create, co-create. Uh, I'm excited about coming and see you in, in Canada next month if you open the borders. The craziest thing is like right now, we really don't know. Like the borders could be closed for like another year. We really don't know. There's no... I know there's going to be a way. There's always a, a way out. I believe that truly. But I'm, I'm excited about... Because here's the thing. Take a bird eye view about our lives together in terms of relationship. And look, you know, how far we've came from that first time we met Robin Sharma and every 
friendships that we've created together, every, how we made people feel together, you know, uh, that's what people see in us that sometimes we didn't, we don't see in ourselves. Yeah. You know, it took us some time it's to so see that. It's so interesting that you mentioned this because it's almost like how we were talking about, yeah. like, how I see things in you that you don't see in yourself and vice versa. Other people can see yeah. our relationship and they tell us and like, sometimes you don't even see what you have. And that's yeah. one thing, you know, if you're listening, if you have a relationship or if you're in a relationship and you find it's challenging sometimes, even that it's not going to be easy. Our yeah. relationship, I'm going to say it right now. Our relationship is not perfect. It is perfectly imperfect. It's a work in progress. Yeah. This is also why what we do, coaching is important because a coach or a mentor will tell you things or we see things in you that you don't see in yourself and give you tools and be like, hey, this is the direction you need to do. This is what you need to apply so that you can level up. And I think that's an excited thing because when we first met, you were still doing your real estate. I was fully into my company with electronics and we both had the idea that, we wanted to start personal brands and we wanted to like you know, coach people and, and, and kind of like just inspire people for a better life. And look what we're doing now. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, look at this show. Like your, your podcast is, is literally, um, something that's going to be here forever and generations down the road. You never know who's going to find one of your episodes. You never know who you're going to inspire and change their oh lives gosh, i wonder who's listening who we've inspired through our conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah you never know and this is this is what i mean by you know our spirits or our souls you know we made to co-create together to do something beyond ourselves yeah. in my um you know humble experience i i think a lot of people settle for something that's safe you and i we're, we we've been embarking into this and knownness, you know, there's always this uncertainty about, okay, so how is this going to be? Well, we don't know. Let's just try it. Let's just do this, right? I think that's, yeah, that's, that's an exciting feeling. It's just, there's co-creation happening and, uh, we're making a difference in our lives and other people's lives by, by also being a role model kind of without even knowing it, you know, you, you don't see it. I don't see it sometimes, but we, we, we act in the role models and, you know, most of the times. Anyways, yeah. on that note, my dear, I want you to just like show one of your talents that you have. I'd love for you to say like, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in or whatever you want to say in English, French, Moroccan, Berber, and Arabic. Yeah. So English is my fifth language, by yeah, the English way. English is your fifth language. I just wanted to, to say thank you for the bottom of my heart for being in my life. And also, I want you to know that I love you so much. And I love you deeply and madly, just like you've wrote in that journal before even we met. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> That's so funny. There's a song called Truly Madly Deeply. I just pulled off of that. But yeah. yeah. Savage Garden, anyone? No. I've never felt, I've never felt like empowered by being in a journey with somebody like I am with you. I always heard about stories of people being, you know, changed or um, their significant other, you know, make them better. But I never understood what it means, you know, and living with you, like being in a relationship with you, like I can, I can see that. I can see what it means. And I know I'm not always like ideal partner or boyfriend, but I just wanted to say that I appreciate you very, very much. And I'm super excited for you for for this show and uh, and your audience, uh, I want to say sorry if, if this has taken so long. But we just, you know, we have so many stories to say. So let's get into English. So thank you so much for being uh, in our show. En français. In French, well, uh, merci beaucoup d'avoir été avec nous ce soir ou plutôt aujourd'hui. Ça fait plaisir de de partager notre histoire avec vous. Uh, et en plus. Uh, Et en plus, j'aimerais bien, j'aimerais bien dire je t'aime à ma propre chérie. In Arabic? Yeah, so in Moroccan dialect Arabic, it says, um, Shukran bzef li gistumana fhad l'épisode, fhad l'hilqa hadi, diel podcast. In Berber? Berber is like a native Moroccan language. Aizma d'istma k'nisar b'harbi, l'amdidna ghasad, samhata yaflaun n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n'n
Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful. It was honestly, I'm so glad that we, you're the first guy on my episode. This was a lot of fun. Man, like, thank you so much. Like, this is my first uh, interview. I'll, I will never forget this. <laughs> It's a quarantine date. This is actually a couple in quarantine. This is the real deal, people. Yeah. Four months later. I can't wait. I can't wait to get out of, uh, of California um, and, and come and spend some time with you. I miss you so much. I miss Billy. I miss your uh, morning uh, moves. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll get together soon and uh, we'll co-create. We'll keep yeah. co-creating. Well, thank you, Simon. There you go. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed our little love story. And I'm going to ask you guys right now to send us your energy, your good energy. Send us your prayers because in a couple of weeks, we are going to try to reconnect after being separated. At that point, it's going to be close to five months. That is half a year. That is a long time. And we're going to try to figure out a way where we can be together. So stay tuned to see how that all unfolds. We definitely keeping you guys posted on Instagram for the suspenseful updates as that all takes shape. So if you're not already following us both, go find Simon Binsady and myself, Samantha Roberto on Instagram. We would love to connect with you there. And lastly, if you guys know somebody who is single, who is looking to manifest their partner or somebody in a relationship who is just having a challenging time or even anybody in a relationship and you feel like our story could serve them, pass it forward to them, send them the episode, share it with them. Sharing is caring. And I have so many people who reach out to me and say that they found my podcast because a friend told them about it and how grateful they were to the friend for sharing it. One of my favorite things to do with my best friends is sharing amazing books, amazing podcasts, good articles, like things that we find very valuable, passing them forward because we really are helping each other by doing so. So make sure to pay it forward, pass it forward, and stay tuned because next week we have another inspiring episode for you. I have an incredibly gifted energy healer friend of mine who uses her gifts to help mothers. So we are diving into a motherhood episode with my dear friend, Hillary. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful.